Hello friends, today's episode is incredible. Uh, Me and my brother were sitting in my room after we had a family therapy session and we started talking about Gnosticism and Hermeticism and we just got into a deep dive of the human experience, what it is to be human, what we are behind the flesh, um, the responsibility of a human, um, why maybe we're here, just so many beautiful things, I don't want to give it away, so it just jumps right in, um, if you listen, you'll, you'll get caught up very quickly. We just were talking and I was like, holy crap, I think I need to record this. So it does start very abruptly. You'll catch right up. Um, and I hope you enjoy this. Thanks. I love you. Bye. It's a thing that we can't understand yet. Consciousness. Consciousness, right? But that is like the highest level of divinity that we have, like, that so the like that's what the correspondence is like there are other things that so like yeah yeah i just wanted to go on touch on that real quick like what does correspondence exactly mean it's like the invisible forces that means your mental and the spiritual planes we correspond we correlate with each other so like you change your spirit you change your physical world you can't change your physical world and change your spirit. It doesn't work like mm. that. Right? Like you change your spirit, you change your mind, you change your body and everything else. You so the the goal of hermeticism is to, to when you become a master of it, you become a master of your destiny, of your life. You master your life. Instead of being a master to a like a brain is a physical tool. Right? It's it's something it can be used to do things but it can also if it goes too far it now controls you right it'll do things you don't want to do why who would do something and say why did i fucking do that your your mind has run away with you and your spirit feels the pain like so become alignment and then you master your mind you master your tool to, to go out and live yeah that's that's the end goal of it. That's like what literally me and Ben are doing. We just don't call it hermeticism. And yeah. and maybe the practices look different, but they're the goal is the same. So it it's a it's a shame. So it's there are older teachings, right? Like but the shame is we don't know much about it. We don't know like you can read as much as you want, but a lot of it will not make sense. There are things lost in translation, like, things like that. Was like I don't know what the fuck they're talking about here. Yeah. Like the, the Emerald Tablet makes no fucking sense. The great secret known to Apollonius of Tyana, Paul of Tarsus, Simon Magus, Asclepius. Par- yes, that's that's a student of okay. Hermes. Yeah, yeah. Paracelsus. Par- Bomi and Bruno is that 
we are moving backward in time. The universe, in fact, is contracting into a unitary entity, yes. which is completing That's itself. De decay and disorder are seen by us in reverse as increasing. Decay and disorder are seen by us in reverse as increasing. So if we were seeing it not in reverse, life it would, would be, be decreasing. So it life, life is growing. It is growing though. These healers learn to move forward in time, which is which is retrograde to us. Did you ever find your hair stuff? No. The immortal one oh, was sorry. known to the Greeks. The dinner's done. The immortal one was known to the Greeks as Dion Dionysus. Dionysus, to the Jews as Elijah, to the Christian as Jesus. He moves on when each human host dies, and thus is never killed or caught. Hence Jesus on the cross said, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, to which some of those present correctly said, The man is calling on Elijah. Elijah had left him and he died alone. So, oh wait, wait, <gasps> okay, Pascal said, all history is one immortal man who continually learns. This is the immortal one whom we worship without knowing his name. He lived a long time ago, but he is still alive. And the head Apollo is about to return. The name changes. Gandhi's, Martin Luther King's. That's crazy. Jesus's. All history is one immortal man who continually learns. Well, look at it like <laughs> this, too. So, the alchemists believe everything is the same thing. Our, our bottom line is completely equal. You and that wardrobe, your bottom line is completely equal. That's what they believe. That's why they believe you could, you could take the particles of, like, lead, break it down to its bottom line, and then put the pieces back together in the shape of gold, right? That's mm. alchemy. Like, you gotta break it down to its base. At the base, we are all the same. So, history is one man. Well, if you break everything down to its base, it's like a, like a miasma, like a plasma, right? That's what we all are. Well, we're carbon, too. Well, the, what, what I'm saying is, Oh, okay. I, if you take that teaching, that thought process, mm -hmm. if we are all the same base, right. we would all be the same thing. Mm. Like, you are the wardrobe, mm -hmm. too. Why? Because you are created from the same base. You are the stars. You are the void. You're that light. Because you, you, like, you would be Jesus. Because you come from the same base. Right. Right? So maybe... I'm just trying to use what I know mm -hmm. and try to make sense of it. Like, history is one man. Well, if you look at it from the alchemical point of view, that would be true. Because we're all the, we are, we are all one. Like, Who all, continually the all, learns. The all and we're is all in learning. all. And all is in the all, mm -hmm. right? Like, we, we live in the, the living consciousness. Like, we all are part of the all i don't know i'm trying to make sense of it. no it makes sense it makes sense 
I kind of I kind of look at it like that, and like then you put the spirit into play. It's an immortal being. It's not of this world. It's divinity, right? And they say the universe is contracting to a single point. Well, that's also hermetic. And they say like you can you can take you can rest easy knowing that the all is with you no matter what, and your spirit will never go. Even though if we die here, our spirit cannot endure the same fate. It is created from that which encompasses everything. Anywhere, it all is within the all, the living consciousness, the one. I literally, this is what I saw on my mushroom trip Yeah. that I was telling you about. It said, you are always being held. Yeah, right. That's and when I heard that, I saw, literally like, spi- like spinning arms. Whole I saw Earth. And then I zoomed out. And I saw it being held by these arms. And when I zoomed out, it was the galaxy. It was the Milky Way. Right. And I was, cause it was like yolk. It was. We were all to. It was just this mush. We were all just. It, we were all one. Yolk right. means together. And and it said, you are always being held. And it was like the most beautiful feeling of like, oh yeah, no, I'm always okay. Nothing bad it will ever happen to me. I'm always being loved and I'm always being... T- you know what I mean? Like, it eternally. Like, no matter what, even though shit feels bad, I'm, I'm always okay. Right. And it, I'm always held. It, it might be difficult looking... If you look at things from the point of this is all I have, mm-hmm. I'm not divine and I'm going to die. It's horrible. Well, that's but when what... you take comfort in the fact that, like, the worst person is divine. Yeah. They're lost, but they're divine. And we might have to experience pain due to them. But it, it, we're loved, so it's okay. And then we'll come back because we're loved. But we love also. Right. We come from the same thing. We are loved. That that is a that is a natural law of mankind. I was talking to a little bit about natural laws like responsibility, discipline. These are natural laws that man is intended to act in this fashion. We're intended to be just like disciplined in the sense of like I have a responsibility. Mm-hmm. When I don't take care of my responsibilities, I feel bad. Why do I feel bad? Because I hurt my spirit. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going against natural law. So I should try to live like that. And love is how man's naturally supposed to live. When we don't love, when we give in to our anger, we kill our spirit mm-hmm. a little bit. We hurt it. It's not how we're supposed to be. So yeah, we do love because that's where we come from. Uh, uh, and then you take the and then like I just learned about the Gnostics. It's so interesting. Like you take that like this world we might if if there that's even part of it but like if this world is pain because of a false idol mm-hmm. the, but it is he didn't know the divinity which he comes from he was mm-hmm. taken away from right. it but w- our world would be in- encompassed in that world mm-hmm. maybe it's a higher dimension right we talk about that dimensions four, to get to five it. six dimensions right but regardless they can the all like their divinity was breathed into this corrupt world. So there is a lot of pain here. 
but we're loved. Mm -hmm. So we can... I forget what they said happened to the God, the fake God. He talks about in this, I, I'm trying to get... There's so much. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Look at like this is all scripture in a way. One, one quick point. I, when it said we go, we condense into a single point. That's that's hermetic too. I never finished. You can find comfort in you know we're being taken care of by the all. And in the end, all will return mm -hmm. to itself. That's what I saw. We will saw go back to the all and we can be embraced again. In my, That's what I saw in my mushroom trip. But what I saw was a godhead. I literally saw a, a head. And it was being held by these, like, beings. I don't even know what they are. It looked like a baby. But it wasn't. It was a head. I, do, I could not even describe what it looked like. Just as... Just as like Maybe that's, that's a head, yeah. It was just it's a head. Language. Oh yeah, I'd have to draw it. I can't describe it, right? I can't describe it with words. And there were beings around it. And when I was with the, it was that feeling of one day I will be with you again, and then I'll come back here. Right. Like, and I'll. And when I was with the Godhead, there was no thought. There was nothing but the feeling of love. Literally, it was just pure love. I can't describe what it felt like, except there was nothing. There, there was nothing. Except it. Mm -hmm. And it was, in, and I was like, oh, alright, this is it. This is where we come from. It is not here. I don't know where it is. You know what I mean? That we go back to. But it was like, it's not here. So it was definitely, it was an incredible experience. It was incredible. And it was like, oh yeah, this is it. And then it was like, it also combined the, I think it's a hint, this is from Hinduism, the idea that God is a child and God loves to play. The game and is to find out that you're God. The game is hide and seek. Mm. That you forget that you're God, and then you remember, and you forget, yeah, and you remember, and you forget, and you remember, and mm. that's life. And that's why death is the greatest gift. It is. If we did life is it, also you would never appreciate like And you, you die it, every you day. You die every day. You can that like that's what growth is. It's death. So yes, death. When when our when our bodies physically die, yes, it's beautiful. It should be celebrated, and we should be with the people who are dying and say, "Have fun. I I'm so glad you were here. What a beautiful journey you had. Have fun on the next. You know yeah. what I mean? Instead, we're oh God, I'm so sorry you're dying. Yeah, oh, we can't even acknowledge people, people are dying. No, we can't even look them in the eye and say. It's time because we deny that we're gonna die and we're so afraid of it our and whole you know lives. Who's the most afraid? The people who focus the most on the material. I can't lose everything I've got. Right. All this work. Rockefeller, the late Rockefeller, had thirteen heart surgeries. He made a world record. Wow. How fucking disgusting. No, it's sad. Yeah. Well, that's what Bruce was just saying in family therapy. Mom has a lot of love 
And that's why her heart keeps breaking. Because she's not, there's a lot of pain because there's a lot of love. So it's like if you're not letting the love out, you know what I mean? She's, there's too much stuff and it's killing her. There's too much. So, you know, the Don Juan, you never heard of him? He's a native, he was a native American. Like a chief or something? And so this guy, Carlos Castaneda, Castaneda, found him and wanted to like, I don't know, I didn't read this book yet, but Ben was looking through it the other day and it was like really beautiful. And then I just literally flipped to the front page and it said, for me, the world is weird because it, for me, the world is weird because it is stupendous, awesome, mysterious, unfathomable. My interest has been to convince you that you must assume responsibility for being here in this marvelous world, in this marvelous desert, in this marvelous time. I wanted to convince you that you must learn to make every act count since you are going to be here for only a short while. In fact, too short for witnessing all the marvels of it. I thought that was so beautiful. Like, yeah, like what you were saying about responsibility. Mm -hmm. It's inherent. Like I did all these actions that felt fucking horrible. But you know, even even our day-to-day -day actions. That's what I'm saying. Now, I'm not little about, actions. Yes, yeah, like everything that you do. Yeah. Be impeccable. Mm-hmm. It's much hard. As you can. We have to unlearn what we were taught, and then you know what I mean. So that's like this whole process is going back to what we actually are, and not the delusions that we've been given, and judgments, and bullshit, and pain. Literally, pain. I'm, who who are the the greatest humans? I think it's inherent when you see someone with outstanding character. I want that. Like someone who's like, I don't need you need help? I'll I'll do everything I can. Like there are these people with tremendous character. You are that too. And it's like, damn, like You are that. It's so difficult. Character building is really difficult but it's character dismantling first because the, this is why terms. well i mean we have to break down what behavioral your your character not in the sense of like this is who i am character traits character building refers to like and when i say it it's like the building of the alignment with natural law like so maybe you're right yeah because we have to unlearn the bullshit do you know what i mean like like if i am going around thinking i'm a victim because i was taught that to be a victim to that emote who i am this is what ben was reading in a book that i have the other day he was talking about what we actually are, which is what you're saying, this thing that we can't even describe. Who, who is the person, when you think about things, where is that, where do those, that voice comes, here. it doesn't exist. 
Where right. does that exist, right? So we can't even that point to the, who um, that is. That is, that is the, the correspondence. So that's yeah, what yeah. the book is the saying. That's courses. what you actually are, right? You're the thing that's observing who I think Samantha is, right? I think Samantha is a yoga instructor and this and that. That's all, like, bullshit, right? Like, so if I'm going around based off of the bullshit that I've learned, which is I'm a victim, people aren't trustworthy, I can't trust people, um, people who look like this are bad, um, you, you see what I'm saying? Judgments. I'm stupid, I'm not good enough to do that, right? Like, literally, we have low self-esteem because they have low self-esteem. They never remembered who they are and what they are. They think they're whatever Grandma Helena told Mom, which is, you're fat, Marie. Don't wear that. You know what I'm saying? So they're stuck there. So we have to dismantle that bullshit, and I have to look in myself and say that I'm not any of those things. First, in order to see, oh, I'm love. Oh, I'm really strong. I can hold people. I can love people. I have a lot of power, actually. When I've gone my whole life thinking I am nothing. And I think we all maybe feel like that. So that's what I mean is we have to look at all our shit, which is really hard and horrifying. Because you're literally throwing away a world that you think exists. That's why he's terrified of therapy. Because he has to admit that my life might be a lie. (laughs) My life is a lie, literally. Our our lives are, we are not what we've been told we are. That's, um, That's hard. I remember a man from AA. AA is actually, the more I learn about the occult, the more I learn AA is actually occult knowledge. Mm. It's spiritual alchemy. That's what AA is. And one of the speaker said um like when referring to like the kings in the medieval times imagine being the man who found out that the world the earth isn't flat Mm. it's round Mm -hmm. now imagine you're that guy and it's your job to go tell the king Mm -hmm. that he's wrong right what's gonna happen to you is you lose your head right because people would rather die than admit they're they're wrong. They're wrong. Because it's terrifying. Because it's it's more than my life is a lie. It's everything I've ever believed in is wrong. Right. I am wrong about everything. But it's not even your. But we can't even admit that we, it's not even my fault. We, really. We 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 lost. So it's not your fault. But it is someone who is controlled by a brain's fault. Mm. Right? If, mm. if I, for, as who people, in... we forgot right. that you are divine. You call yourself, you think you're your brain. Do you ever call yourself, I'm my heart? Mm-hmm. Do you ever say that? No. You know why? Because it's an organ. Right. It's a body part. So it's How can you be a brain that it thinks it's a tool? We don't know where consciousness even comes from, right? But you didn't tell me you're a piece of meat. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not mm-hmm. any of these things, you are much more than that. But if you don't, if you forget, you don't know that anymore. You are wrong. Right. You now you are wrong because it's you think that it's you. You think that this is you, and that's the thing. That's the ego. Right. That this is your ego. That's the thing that's gonna kill you because it thinks it's right <laughs> all the time <laughs> it thinks that that's it i am it this is everything that there is me right here and i'll never be wrong you're gonna fucking die before i'm wrong right that's the king there was a whole bunch of kings around um, you're gonna die before i'm fucking wrong because it is so painful that the ego might have to go away because right. it wouldn't be useful right but it's latched on it's got like a hijack device in your brain. No, no, no. It can't even conceive that idea. Like cognitive dissonance. It cannot conceive of possibly being wrong. Because that is all that exists. You hear spirit, and like, yeah, I got a spirit. Or like the religious people, I got a spirit. I don't even know what a spirit is. They think it's in here, somewhere. In here. Your spirit is your ego. That's that's what's talking to you, right? You don't like people don't even have a conception of, like, it is. I don't have a conception of it. You know why? Because how can you possibly? How can I possibly? I I I have I cannot fathom what is divinity. It is impossible. I just know that it ain't this. And it ain't in here. But it is you. It but is. it's. I am it. Hmm. Hmm. But it's not this. Right. Like this thing. The physical. No. Right. No way. Impossible. So then why? Why? I blame, yo, you know what I blame? I blame religion and organized government. Because if you believe you're a spirit, there's no way you're doing all this shit yeah. that you're doing. Dude, literally, I was driving home from work today, and no I was like, if way. we knew, if we all knew we were divine, we would be like, fuck you. Yeah. Why am I wasting Don't my shit. precious time yeah. doing stuff I don't want to do? I literally sat in a building for nine hours today. I'm driving home in fucking traffic. Fuck you. I'm divine. Yeah. So, but the... But that's why people are scared. So maybe people do know. Me and Ben thought about this one day. We were sitting in a diner and I was like, what if everyone is thinking exactly what I'm thinking? No. But but what if people have had this thought and we, we're have just... Had the thought, yes. Okay, right. That's what I'm saying. People know... People have to... You do know. You know inside... You have to know. You do know. They right. do know. So that's why... I'm done with having normal conversations. I, we need to remind Whoa. people. Okay, I agree with that. But, but oh, just, wait, hold on. I didn't finish. I'm All sorry. I wanted to say was... Keep talking. People were scared. What happens if everyone remembers that they're divine? What do we do? Do you know what I mean? What so, do yeah. we do? What if we? What if everyone remembers that we're divine and that we don't want to? We would have to change the way we live. We'd have to change the way we live entirely, and I think people are terrified it's, of that. Okay, so here's something to keep in mind. We live. Okay, 
Something would we, have to die, we, and we're afraid of death. We do... There are laws, right? Laws that cannot possibly be broken by man, because we are bound by them, created by that which encompasses everything. There are, there are laws that hold the physical world, and while we are divine beings, we do live in the physical that's why things like loving people is important, right? And physically helping people is important. So we do have physical responsibilities being a part of this mm, earth, mm-hmm. right? This is our mother. Mm. We, we have to do things. It's mm. in our nature. We must do things. But what we are doing is the thing that I think needs to be worked on. Like, you go and you work insurance all day. That is not a spiritual duty. Mm -hmm. Building houses for people, I think that's a spiritual duty. You are partaking in the workload of the planet. We're growing. We need places to live. Let's build places to live. Now, I think... People might get upset if you tell them that, like, my job's very important. I'm a lawyer. (laughs) I went to school for 12 Mm -hmm. years, and I'm a lawyer. Well, ask ask the lawyers, you know, how many lawyers love law, and how many lawyers love money? It's probably a very big ratio. And I think law is... How many doctors love helping people, and how many doctors love money? Mm -hmm. So then you get corruption. There are people who are making millions and they're miserable because they're not fulfilling their spiritual duty because your intentions are important as well. This is something that I um, was I was listening to this guy and he was talking about how our idea of what God is is detrimental because if we think that God is judgmental and punishing, right, which is kind Abrahamic. of is Abrahamic Catholicism right there are three Abrahamic religions there's Islam Judaism and Christianity mm. are all Abrahamic mm. so that's the punishing judgmental that the God punishing okay God. that's what the Gnostics believe is the false God mm-hmm. that's right. that's the false God that so you've been deceived into believing is the is the real right. God the all-encompassing... This is what he's saying. One. He's saying, I don't think that's what God is. And if if we think that that's what God is, that's how we're going to treat ourselves. And that's how we're going to treat each other. So where does law come from? It comes from... And he was saying, like... Law's not written by man, I'll tell you that. No, but it's where... It's inherent and it's natural. No, no. But that, that, so that's not the law I'm talking I'm talking about in the judicial system in the physical world, right. our law... Right, the physical the law, law, the money making law comes from. I think that's what he's saying. It comes from religion because what is our what is the biggest religion in this country? Christianity, where it's church and state, they're together, bro. You know what I mean? So like our law comes from the idea that God is judging, God punishes. What do we do? We judge and punish. There's not. It's not a loving system. It's not. Because God, real God, would love you unconditionally no matter what, right? Like, if you 
did something God wrong. Wants better for us. Right. God wouldn't punish you. God would say, how can I help you do better? You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're perfect. First of all, you're a divine being. You're perfect the way you are. But let's, we can grow, right? That's the point of life, maybe, is to grow and learn. So, like, if we really, if we were a loving society and, and our God was a loving God, if people did bad we would help them we would say what made you do this let's look at that so we can fix that because if this is causing these kinds of problems you know what i mean if this is happening in our society that causes people to murder people so that they can survive maybe we should fix like make that not the case instead we punish judge and punish i when i look at everything going on i see that the world is run by a brain. Right. Is run mm. by a closed spirit. Mm. And the, the closed off spirit, the blocked off spirit, has trouble influencing the brain when it runs everything, right? Mm. So the brain will tell you, make your life better at any cost if it runs rampant. If the ego runs rampant, it will tell you that throwing people in jail and not fixing the system, the the the, the jail system in general, it doesn't matter what happens to them afterwards. They've committed a crime and they must punish, or they've committed a crime they must punish, and we also have deals that we have to make, mm-hmm. right? So there's something like that. And then it wouldn't care that the society where the crime comes from is run by the like run it's run by the same mind it believes in what the mind believes that's what leads it astray because if it believes in the spirit it would see this is not how we treat people right and and also i was thinking about this like this is going to be very far-fetched huge reach but like if you killed someone but you knew they're immortal. That really sucks. But that person who murdered, <laughs> you still try to help them, right? You still try to help them find their way. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, you know, like, it's just a crazy, like, it's no. probably a crazy thought, but. Do you, Jack Cornfield um, is a, he was a Buddhist monk. He's a psychologist monk. Buddhist teacher guy now but he was telling the story of this kid who like grew up in like you know a poor neighborhood and he was talking about how we have no initiation in this society into manhood right like in in all these old cultures that we find you know when a boy was wanted to be accepted as a man they would give him a spear and say go kill a lion and he'd go and he'd kill a lion and he'd come back and they'd say okay now you're a man and then he'd be integrated into society in this way but we don't have that in our culture in this country so boys now have to join gangs or do, you know what i mean so that's what he was talking about so this kid was a like kid like 14 or 15 or 16 i don't remember joined a gang because he didn't have a dad like grew up very like had nothing right so it's like how do I survive so 
he did what he knew. So he joins a gang, and they're like, okay, you have to kill this person to be in the gang. So he goes and he kills this person, a young boy, another young boy. And he, the cops catch him, and at his trial, the boy who died, who got murdered, his mother was there. And they said, ma'am, do you have anything, any words you'd like to say to him before we, like, take him to jail? And she said, mark my words, one day I'm going to kill you. And then he went to jail. And she would come and visit him. She came to, like, visit him once. And then started coming more often and would bring him food and bring him, like, all kinds of gifts and, like, anything he needed. She'd ask him, like, do you need anything? And she'd bring him things and... For years, she would visit him, like, all the time, and they became friends. And when he was set off to, he was, like, he served his time or whatever, he had no place to go. And she said, well, my house is empty. Do you want to come live with me? And he did. And he, like, got a job and just, like, did all this stuff, like, just bettered himself and one day she said remember that day in court when I said that one day I was gonna kill you and he said yeah and she said well I think I did because she killed that old version of him Mm -hmm. she was like you are not the person you were at all and then and um and then she adopted him and she like this Beautiful. That's wild. That's love. That's love. Yeah. We're all deserving of that. Yeah. He was deserving of that. Mm-hmm. We're all deserving. No one is a bad person. And that's what I try to tell mom. She hates, you know, her stepdad so much. He hates him. But people... And people have to live with the things they did. Mm-hmm. And then he could change. Right. Because someone loved him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was a good story. It was a good... Fitting for, cause I felt crazy saying that. No, no, yeah, you're not. No. I I think it's like to be accurate on like what we're doing is not obviously it's not helping anybody. I mean, there is some stories here and there like I went to jail and I changed my life around, but it's not built to change your life around. So, like we have people that are elected to represent us and take care of us. They don't care about us. So why, I I think that our plans for organization need to be working, and what is important needs to be reworked. Mm-hmm. To our find empire, what's truly right. important. Right. Organized, like a, the power dynamic of mankind, will destroy us. It will destroy us. 
because in all cases throughout history, everywhere there was power involved, there is destruction. Yeah. So we need to find a replacement for power. Love. Love. Yeah. Yeah. Like organized religions, they start great. They always create division. There's a book you should read when I'm done. It's called Love. And it's really beautiful. Every I every page I just cry because I'm like, oh my god. I've never read anything. I've never yeah, okay. Here, what's this part? Um He's talking about what is a loving person? Um, oh my gosh, this whole book is beautiful, honestly. Um, hold on. I think this loving person rids himself of labels you know we really are marvelous being human is the greatest thing in the world but we're also funny and we have to learn to laugh again after all we do funny things we created time for instance and then became the slave of time like now you may be thinking in the back of your mind that you have only 10 minutes before you must do this or that you may be somewhere where something really incredible is happening but it's 10:07. time to leave and so you've got to move on. We have bells which ring. Bells. Every time we hear a bell, we respond. It tells us that we must be here or we must be there. We created time, and now we have become the slave of time. The same thing is true with words. When you read books like Havokawa's The Use and Misuse of Language, or Wendell Johnson's book People in Quandaries, you see how tremendously powerful language is. A word is just a few phonetic meaningless symbols side by side. You give it meaning and then it sticks with you. You give it a cognitive meaning and you give it an emotional meaning and then you live with it. Dr. Timothy Leary did some fantastic work on the mind when he was at Harvard. He said words are a freezing of reality. Once you learn a word and get the intellectual and emotional meaning of that word, you are stuck with that word the rest of your life. So your world of words is built. Everything that happens is filtered through the stuck, frozen system, and that keeps us from growing. We say things like, he's a communist. Pow, we turn him off. We stop listening. Some people say, he's a Jew. Pow, we turn him off. We've seized, respect. We've seized respecting him. He's a Dago. Pow. Labels, labels, labels. How many kids have not been educated just because someone pinned a label on them somewhere along the line? Stupid, dumb, emotionally disturbed. I've never known a stupid child. Never, never. I've only known children and never two alike. Labels are a distancing phenomenon. They push us away from each other. Black men. What's a black man? I've never known two alike. Does he love? Does he care? What about his kids? Has he cried? Is he lonely? Is he beautiful? Is he happy? Is he giving something to someone? These are the important things. Not the fact that he is a black man or Jew or Dago or communist or Democrat or Republican. 
I think it's beautiful. I think it's important because, well, he does say something else. This is what I wanted to stop using labels. When people and when people use them around you, have the gumption and the guts to say what and who are you talking about? Because I don't know any such thing. If each and every one of you stop it, it's going to stop. There is no word vast enough to dis- to begin to describe even the simplest of man, but only you can stop it. A loving person won't stand for it. There are too many beautiful things about each human being to call him a name and then put him aside. Oh, he talks about responsibility too. Then this loving person must be one who recognizes responsibility. There is no greater responsibility in the world than being a human being, and you'd better believe it. Um, yeah, so it's just like we have to start it. We have to be the change. It's not starting it. Or you have to income. It's not enough to know shit. This is what I'm saying, right? All these things you know. It's not enough to just know them. We have to go out and live it now. And that's the hardest part. It's easy to read a book and say, ah, yes, look at all the things I know. Yes, I know that we should love each other. Now how do I do it? And, like, if we're like, fuck you. That's why the video you made, I didn't laugh. Because I was like, who cares if someone's picking their nose? Who cares if, you know what I mean? Like, that's not love if I'm saying, I can't love you if you're doing these things. I'm not picking on you. I'm just saying. That's cool. It's a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have to be the thing. And all, like, all I see on social media is just, like, picking on... Right. We're labeling. We're labeling people. We're distancing people. So we can't... I can't even love you because you're this thing. You know what? I unfollowed that guy. Oh, good. I said that. I thought about it. I was like... She's right. All he does is talk shit about mm-hmm. people. People he doesn't like. Mm-hmm. And he, he disguises it as a good cause. Right. But at the end of the day, it's just shit talk. That's all it is. Drama, shit talk. So I was like, damn. This fucking sucks, actually. I'm gonna stop listening to this. Even, like, once you start... Well, I don't know, but, like... For me, it's like, I can't even watch certain things anymore. Like... We were talking about, like, an Eric Andre video, and we and we watched it, and, like, Ben... I couldn't even laugh, because I was like, it's just harassing people, it's just projecting pain. Like, a lot of what we laugh at is, like, we laugh at our pain, because we can't even look at it. We're, we're so afraid to even acknowledge we're hurting. It's easy... If we just laugh at it, then we don't have to do anything about Imagine it. Imagine this. Imagine this world. No more TV... No more phones, no books, no bikes, no mountains to climb. And then you got to sit there and deal. No water parks, no theme parks, nothing except the world we live in, what we do, the families we raise. In the lives we live. How many people are gonna keep doing what they're doing with no source of release? 
none. Because people would realize this is like I am so fucked right now. I must escape. And if everything were to collapse, but we were to start to look inside, get in touch with what's important, it would be a better world. That's why, like, our quality of life would increase. So, like, I, I really think that there are people out there who know that, but the Kabbalion talks about it. There are people who use their powers and knowledge for evil. But when they use their powers and knowledge for evil, they get reduced to the grossest form of matter, which would be like a one-celled organism. And they must, they will come back to what they were, but they will come back knowing everything that they have done mm. until they get back to where they were. So you live in the grossest, a grossest form of matter. That, I, I don't know what that is. That could be you're in a dimension below us. You're the, the grossest form of matter until you come back and try again. Mm -hmm. It's like there are these people out here. They might know what we know. Mm -hmm. They might be in tune. They don't watch fucking TV. They're not going out drinking. They're not going smoking weed. They're in tune. But they might love power and control. Mm. So they use the knowledge. Like, don't let them get in tune. Mm. Do I don't know if that's true. Mm. It just right. seems that way. Mm -hmm. Because, like, why would all of this bullshit be getting fed to the common man? The common people. Right. Why are we getting fed all this garbage but we're also get, get choosing it, it. okay but that, we're also it's choosing also it. in there there's no such thing as an innocent civilian there is no such thing because no you one can is choose because you could you had you could have done better you can every day you well, have a choice uh, the, why i said it like that is like the, the example they use is when there are casualties in war oh. and they say the innocent they, they killed innocent civilians. Mm -hmm. They didn't kill innocent civilians. No one's innocent. Because we all can do better. And it's our responsibility to do better. Mm -hmm. like, but here's, here's where it's so difficult. It's like, try to convince someone who likes a Hummer that you're fucking killing the... Like, you're wasting... That's a waste. Why don't you drive a little car? Right? Try convincing someone who owns... 35 acres and 100 billion guns you don't need those try convincing someone who owns yachts you don't need yachts but there are people starving right next door that you could feed with your million you know your rich stupid job because all the rich jobs are stupid like most of them yeah they're stupid jobs they don't benefit society people. they benefit you and the higher up you go the less work you do yeah not now not, not everyone who makes money is like that but yeah like well that, we, it makes sense uh, we that's allowed why th these people to feed us this bullshit and we are so grateful that we can go to disneyland once a year we're so grateful mm. that on the weekend hey on saturday i can go climb on saturday i can play games on saturday i can read my book in peace 
right? Well, well, why are you accepting that? On Saturday, you, you every day, every day you should be able to. Yeah, like, and what do you think they're doing up there? These, and and we're just so grateful. Like, oh, he, a philanthropist, he gave a million dollars. That's for that's for their own benefit. Mm-hmm. Like philanthropy is the biggest lie. I don't mean to generalize people, but like a lot of people take advantage of this shit. And then we point at them and tell them they're a savior. They're not saviors. We we're gonna be the only people who can save ourselves. We like it all has to come down. That's, Everything must tumble. That's why I think Bruce was saying the story I told was really important because the story is that we went rock climbing and I was at the crux which is the most difficult part of a climb um it's like the boss in a video game, I guess. The final boss. The final boss. Well, sometimes the crux isn't the final move. Maybe it's the first boss. It could be. But in this case, it was the final boss. If I make this move, I'm getting to the top. So Ben's literally five feet, maybe ten feet in, uh, uh, ahead of me. He's waiting for me to come up because he's belaying me. Is it weird that you say ahead, but he's above you? I don't know what to call it. But, it but is he ahead, is. He's ahead and he's above me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it does make sense. Yeah. But, um, so I'm on a slab wall also, which slab is just, just imagine a vertical wall. There's nowhere to put your hands because it's a flat fucking wall. So it's a really hard battle. It, look, Climbing represents internally what you're going through. So internally, this was a really difficult battle for me, whatever it was. Because I literally stood on an edge for a half an hour going to the right. Can I, how do I get up here? Going to the left. Ah, can I get up here? Not even attempting anything. Literally just like, well, I'm looking at it and I'm like, well, there's nothing I can do. Literally, so I, I'm not even attempting, like, Mom, maybe, let me try to get my foot up. Not even trying. I'm just like, I don't know what to do. And I keep looking at Ben like, God, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and Ben's just like, sitting there, not saying anything, no facial expression. I'm like, oh, yeah, I really don't know what to do. <laughs> like, I'm just like, maybe if I keep saying this, he'll get the hint that I want help. But he does get the hint that I want help. And he doesn't give me help. And so now I'm starting to attempt to... There's like a ridge where I can kind of get to. I can get like my hands on. And I'm trying to get my right foot on this other tiny edge. And kind of lift myself up. But it's really hard. You have to be really strong. And I don't think I'm that strong. So I lift myself a little bit. And I'm like, I can't. And I drop. And I fall. And I want to cry. And I do that like three more times. And I'm so angry. Like I'm literally, you know when you're so angry you cry? Have you ever Mm -hmm. done that? I was that angry. I literally started crying and I was like, in my mind I'm just like, fuck you Ben. Like help me. 
Like, you see I'm struggling. Why can't you help me? And I think this is symbolism for each other. Where it's like... I can't... I can't help anyone, really. They have it in them to help themselves. Yeah. And so... Finally, I'm angry. I'm cursing Ben out in my mind. And then I start breathing and I'm like, the rock is the way the rock is. It is not going to change. It is external. Externally, nothing is going to change, right? I can't change this rock. So look at it like any situation in your life, literally any situation. I can't change it, but I can change my mind. I can change the way I look at it. And I can say, this rock is stupid and I can't do this climb, I'm not strong enough. Sure, I could say that. Or I could say, let me keep trying. I think I might be able to get this. And then I tried a different way. And it was hard, but then I got up and then I got to the top. And as soon as I got to the top, I like cried because I was like, thank you for not helping me. Because if Ben had helped me, if he told me what to do, one, either I might not have been able to do it and then be like, oh, God, you know what I mean? Like, because that's just the way he does it isn't going to be the way I do it. It's just not possible. He's six foot tall and I'm 4'11". The way we do things are very different physically, but also like in terms of our lives. Everyone's path is different. I can't do it the way you do it. But then also like, I realized, oh, I do have the strength in me. I am really strong and I'm capable and I don't need anyone's help, really. I, I can take care of myself. And I don't know why the point of this is. Well. But I think the point is that people are really strong. People are capable. It's really hard to go against. It's hard to. Growth is painful. Growth is painful. Yeah. Change is difficult. Yeah. But when you once, but for a moment, do you know what I'm saying? And like, you are not that. It passes. Because as soon as I got to the top, I was like, that was the greatest thing I've ever done. It was the greatest climb, literally, I've done so far. Of course it was. Every climb is the greatest climb. Every challenge is the greatest challenge. And I'm like, damn, I, I. And then the next one comes and I'm like, I'm so scared. And then I do it and I'm like, woo! Because I grew. But the thing is, you have to be willing. Right. If you're not willing to grow, you'll say, I quit. Mm-hmm. Or you'll say, lift me up. Right. I'm not going to make it. Yeah. That's not growth. Yeah. That's surrender. But sometimes we're not ready, too. And that's something that's I'm trying true. to teach myself, too, is like, we went climbing last night and, like, I'm practicing falling. But that's still not, that's not giving up. Right, I guess you're right. Right, if I stop climbing, then that'd be giving up. Right. Yeah. I'll try again. Right. Later. Right. But I'm not going to give up. Right. You're right. That's why I love climbing. 
because it reflects what's happening internally for me. And like a friend of mine stopped climbing and I know why, because growth is scary. You know what I mean? That's what it symbolizes. Yeah, I, I think going back to responsibility, there's a responsibility that is not realized by most of the planet. I think that the number of individuals realizing our responsibility is growing. I think it was slowed, slowed down for a long mm-hmm. time. But I think people are realizing that we are responsible for the change. That needs, it, it must come. Individually, the we are we responsible. The way we so unsustainable. Like, it is unsustainable. We, we, yeah, we individually are responsible for our change. Mm -hmm. And that microchasm will will correspond to the macrocosm. When each individual realizes, I am worth more than this. Mm -hmm. I don't deserve this (laughs) treatment of myself. And... I am something more than what you tell me I am. I am stronger than I think I am. Mm -hmm. When each individual realizes that, then we say no. Right. No more. And we all say it. Yeah. But that event must occur where the scales must tip from the low end the heavy end mm-hmm. being a, a mass of people unrealized mm-hmm. of our responsibilities right. to the heavier side being, no, I know I'm responsible and I'm going to do something mm-hmm. about it at any cost because humanity is worth more than what I want, right? So I think it's true. I think it is. It's like a parable. The rock climbing is a parable for, for uh, what what we should be doing. I think you know for growth. Yeah. What you just said also. Do you know the YouTube channel True Facts? No. He makes videos on animals, pretty much, and they're informative and funny. But he made one recently on bacteria, and where. And it is truly remarkable and a parable to what you just said of, I and I will do anything for this because it's worth humanity, right? I will sacrifice what makes me happy for what will help humanity. So bacteria, the, it starts off as a single-celled organism, which is funny because you brought that up too. Form of matter. So it starts off and I forget the name of it but it's so it's a single celled organism and it eats does it eat I forget what it eats but what happens when it eats is it splits into two and then those two go and look for food and when they eat they split again so this single celled organism becomes thousands many single celled organisms and they are capable of mating and creating new ones, but they're all the same. They're all from one thing. So what happens is 
Yes, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. It's an incredible metaphor for what it is to be a human. So now there's mil- like thousands, I don't know, of these in- separate single-celled organisms that pretty much all came from the one. When food runs out, they need to... So this bacteria is pretty much found in like mud and like like water... But it's like it's found in like mud a lot. So what happens is when there's no food, they need to go to the surface to find food up there. So what happens is there are some cells that are dying. They will join together with stronger cells and they make this thing that kind of looks like, he says it looks like a dog's penis, and it, it kind of does. It's mm. kind of funny, but like a squiggly one. So the weaker cells go to the front, and the stronger cells go to the back. And they, so the stronger cells go dormant to like save energy. And the weaker ones are, they look for a place to nest so that they can start to grow to the surface. So once they find, like, the perfect environment for them to, like, settle into the ground or whatever, the weaker cells will start to literally eat themselves to create this wall in the center of this tube that they all all made. So it creates this hard wall in the middle of the tube so that it can grow up and then it reaches the surface so then the only thing that's left because all the weak cells killed themselves to build this tall wall to reach the surface all that's left at the top is the strong cells and then they can go and live and find food and keep creating so they literally are sacrificing themselves for the others to live because they're like well yeah we need to survive. It makes sense. It makes sense. But so what they found, though, is because there are different ones, because two of the same cells can come together and mate, and they make a new one, so there will sometimes be these penis, dog penis things that come together, and the cells will know that the other ones are different, and they'll be like, fuck you, I'm not killing myself for you, you're different than me. Those ones don't end up being tall enough to reach the surface, so they die. Mm. They only grow to a certain mm. point, and then they die because they won't sacrifice themselves. Because they're like, you're not... Why am I going to kill myself for you? You're not me. But they are each other. Right. So I thought that was really interesting, too. Of like, if we don't work together, exactly that is how we act. We're like, you're, you're black. What the fuck? Fuck you. You're Hispanic. You're a Jew. You're this. You're that. So, right. Keeping us separate will not help we won't grow but if we realize that we're all the same we are one we are one and then we will rise and we will survive and we will live but if we continue to think that we're separate we will die and i was i want and he did not say any of that (laughs) but i watched and i was like holy shit this is humanity in the in a microscopic form this is like all we have to do is just work together and love each other and realize we're the same thing and help each other and sacrifice whatever the ego thinks it right like what you were saying like what i think was going to help me throw that away doesn't matter it doesn't matter cuz 
We're gonna die. So, there should be enjoyment in life. But at what cost? Like, I, I feel as though. And material enjoyment is not the thing it's either. Just me. I'm right. just one person. But it's billions of people who think I'm just one person. Right. Which is where the issue comes in. And also, like, the more... So, like, Ben doesn't have social media. Ben Ben had no idea about Roe versus Wade. He didn't even know... Right, okay. He didn't know... He's not in tune with media in any way. The point I was trying to make... So, Ben doesn't... Uh, oh, Roe v. No well, Ben media. doesn't. Right, he's not in tune with media, and so we're never on our phones ever. We are like living out life, so it's constantly just being in touch with yourself and actually seeing things and seeing other people and like it, real interactions with people and ourselves and each other and we're outside and we garden and we're like you know what i mean it's just like we're just in the earth all the time we're with the earth all the time we're not with bullshit and that's what i feel like is like this is bad the phone is kind of like bad it's a tool it's a tool but we're not using it the right way I look I look at our man is divine. No man is divine. Our creations are proof of our divinity. Mm. The towers that reach this the clouds. Mm. That is divinity. The problem is the same thing as the mind being a tool. It is a tool that has a purpose. But it can be detrimental as well as beneficial a saw can chop wood or it can cause harm to a human it depends on your attention i don't think that the mm. phone is inherently bad but if you're unaware of your natural in like your natural like intention right like how we are intended to live it can disassociate you with your path it can become harmful but it's a beautiful thing i can call people i love Hmm. i can find news about the world that's not necessarily bad but if all i do is worry and stress then maybe Either my intentions are off or I'm not in tune with myself. Mm. In that case, the phone might be distracting me from getting to a healthy place. Mm. But yeah, that's because if you didn't have a phone, it could just be books. You can use books the same as you use your phone. You can ride bikes the same as you you can go work the Mm. same as you use your phone. Mm. You can drink the same as you use your phone. Mm It's not the phone mm. itself. It's your intentions, I feel, mm. that are the detriment. Yeah, I agree. 
Yeah. That's how I look at things. If you're using it because it's so difficult to deal with yourself. Right. And your, your boredom. Yeah. Your thoughts. That's that's uh, an issue. Right. Right? Like, I don't... There's probably a better way to phrase it, but that's unhealthy. We should be feeling it's that. It's harming It's you. good to right. feel yourself. It's right. good to feel your pain. Mm-hmm. You know why your pain's there? It's to tell you there's something you're not doing <laughs> properly. There's some universal law of nature that we're not following mm-hmm. properly maybe we should figure out what that is and work on it then we might not need our phone so much we might not need our drink so much we might not need our bike so much and the bike is a weird thing it's just something that i know people do it even running they do it because they will not focus on what's going on inside of them right right yeah yeah, anything, anything. 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 You could find anything. Yeah. Drawing in the mud, right? Like, it, it doesn't matter what the act is. It's, yeah, it's your intention behind it. Why are you doing this? It's a hard to deal with yourself, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Thanks. Well, I think what we can continue to do. Maybe not tonight, because it's 9.30, but... Because just talking about this and what... And Hermeticism brought up literally this entire conversation. Yeah. So, we can continue this and see where it brings us next time. And with the... Hermeticism... Also. That was lovely. Yeah, I had a good time. Thanks, Eric. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Next time, yeah. Okay. Next time we'll put use real microphones. Do we say goodbye now? Is we, that how you usually end? It? I usually say, "Thank you for listening," and I love you. Do I say that too? You can. I love you. Bye. Bye.